0: The fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother, holds several distinctions. First, as Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, it is the first command with a promise. Indeed, of the Ten Commandments, it is the only command with a promise. Now, several other commands have threats, the second and third commandments, for example. The second commandment, which forbids graven images for worship, God says, I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. The third commandment, which says we shall not take the Lord's name in vain, has the threat that the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. But the only one of the ten that has a promise is honor your father and your mother. And the promise is a promise of God's blessings, that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord your God has given you. Now, that is Old Testament Hebrew code language for God being with you, having his hand upon you, and blessing you. Now, we should note how Paul changes that promise in the New Testament. In Ephesians chapter 6, when he quotes the promise, he says, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So, the land of Canaan, which God promised Abraham, is changed to the earth. That is because the land of Canaan in the Old Testament was a type or picture of the whole earth in the New Testament. For what the Father promised to Christ and to his people was not a small land in the Middle East, but rather all the nations and the ends of the earth. In Psalm 2, the Father says to the Son, Uh, that he has installed him on his holy hill of Zion, and he says, Ask of me, my son, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. Now, all of this is the same thing that Jesus is talking about in the Great Commission. When he tells his disciples that all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth, and for this reason they are to go... And they are to make all nations his disciples, teaching them to obey whatsoever he has commanded and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he gives this promise. Lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the same promise. So honoring your parents as God's command is the portal. It is the gateway to God's blessing upon you and specifically in the grand enterprise of taking dominion in furtherance of God's kingdom. That's the first distinction of the fifth commandment. The second distinction is that the fifth commandment is the pivot point of the Decalogue. The early commandments pertain to our duty to God, and then the last half pertains to our duty to man. The pivot or hinge between the two is the command to honor our parents. So God is giving us a couple of different signals that honoring our parents is more than a normal command. It holds a unique and pivotal role in our lives from God's uh, design. Parental authority is the first human authority we experience as God's children. And it is fundamental because God uses our parents in the Lord to bring us into the world to start with. So our duty of respect, honor, and obedience to our parents is the passageway to all proper human authority. That's why you don't have separate commandments for honoring proper church authority or proper civil authority. They are projected through the commandment to honor our first God-appointed human authority, that is, our parents. Subsumed within that duty is the duty of honoring all proper God-appointed human authority. Now, you notice that our basic duty toward our parents is to honor. What does it mean to honor? Well, the first thing that means is to obey. Ephesians 6.1, Paul says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Notice this is not something outside of the Lord, something separate. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then he quotes the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first command with a promise. The second thing honoring means is to follow and to imitate. Paul talks about this principle throughout the New Testament. He says in Ephesians 5.1, Be imitators of God as dear children. That's the fundamental duty of children. Imitate the parents. The fundamental duty of parents is to give children something good to imitate. This is what God does toward us. As our father, God says to us, imitate me. That's what it means to be his image. It doesn't simply mean that we have certain unique capacities that God has given us. It does mean that. But it also means that we're to use those capacities to do what your image does in the mirror, which is imitate you. In 1 Corinthians 4, Paul informs the Corinthians that while they may have 10,000 different instructors in Christ, that they do not have a multitude of fathers. And then he explains that in God's providence, he had begotten them through the gospel. So he was their spiritual father. What then did he call upon them to do as his spiritual children? First Corinthians 11.1 one. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So the way we learn to imitate God our father is by imitating our parents in the Lord. That is the essence of being a child, and the essence of being a parent is to say to your children what Paul said to his spiritual children, imitate me as I imitate Christ. The third thing that honoring parents means is to care for your parents when they are elderly and need your help. Your parents honored you by taking care of you and indeed celebrating you when you were a baby. Now, you are to take care of your elderly parents and celebrate them. Make them feel special when they are elderly. I want to close with two points to drive home the presence of God, the wisdom of God, and the wonder of God with regard to this duty that we honor our parents. Think about two things. First of all, had there been no fall, if we lived in a perfect world unmarred by sin... God's primary means of disclosing himself to children would still begin with parents. That would be God's way, even in a perfect world. Secondly, think of this. This was God's way of bringing up his sinless, perfect son, Jesus. God did not handle that directly. He entrusted his son to godly Yet imperfect parents, this was God's own way, his perfect way of blessing for his only begotten son. So this use of parents, even fallen imperfect parents, is not some second best makeshift way. It is God's own way. It would be God's way in a perfect world. It was God's way for his only begotten son.